not pre-order right now or what? What's happening? Can, they, can I give them my money yet? Let's find out. Oh yeah? Are they, are, are, can I can I give them more? Can I leave a tip? Oh, nope. But you can if you want. Register for an opportunity to be one of the first to pre-order your PS5 console. What? <laughs> uh, I want constant emails I'll from keep, them. I'll keep reading so you can hear about it. Um, there will mm-hmm. be a limited number of or limited quantity of PS5 consoles available for pre-order. So you'll be inviting some of our existing customers to be one of the first to pre-order from PlayStation. Pre-order reservations will be taken on a first-come, first-served basis. So once you get an invite via email, we encourage you to follow instructions and act fast. If you're interested in receiving an invitation, register below. If selected, we will contact you via email with instructions and details. Riveting. I'm glad you read that out. Well, now you get to know. Now you... <laughs> to me, I think that's very funny, actually, because the the idea that they want everyone to pre-sign up to get selected through some arbitrary process to be allowed to pre-order the system is, mm-hmm. to me, very funny. You got to pre-order the pre-order at this point. Yeah, it's exactly. A hall, it's a hall of mirrors. And you can only pre-order the pre-order if you have a PlayStation Online ID. <laughs> um, well. That's the data it's asking for in the little submission fields. We don't want any undocumented PlayStation owners uh, running across our borders. Yeah, the borders of PlayStation 5 Verica. <laughs> um, well, damn, we did it. We 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 are coming in a day late for for y'all, you know, cuz we we wanted to we wanted to be right on top of this news because, you know, no one reports on this stuff. No one live streams these events and no one talks about them after. So, we're filling a much needed hole in the in the gaming discourse yeah yeah no one's no one does what we do we are <laughs> deeply unique in in that but uh lux how how, how are we feeling you know i thought it was I'm, fun yeah i mean i'm excited there were there were a few things that were more fun looking than i expected them to be there were a few things like made me excited about the console in a way that i haven't been since last week when we talked about sort of like you know, uh, the Xbox stuff and and sort of mm-hmm. how uh, sort of how the PlayStation was going to react. But like I thought the Demon Souls trailer, as much as I didn't, as much as I was bitching about like the mon- the boss monster designs, I thought like still looked pretty fucking cool and pretty fucking fun. Yeah. Even the Call of Duty trailer. I don't like those games, but at least like tiny car explodes under plane, then fast and furious sequence happens. And then like people are shooting backwards and everything's exploding. Like that's fun. That's fun. Yeah, to we'll, me. We'll, get, we'll, we'll get into a game by game, but yeah, I think the distinct feeling that I left this, even though I don't know the dates for any of these games was, yeah. Oh yeah. This is the console that I, that has the games I like. Yeah. <laughs> like, totally. Like that, that's fine. In some ways, you know, for, for all of the sort of um, five head meta talk we've been doing about the state of the consoles, that's I, sort of that simple fact. I sort of forgot its, its weight and its importance. Uh, I was like, oh yeah, like Final Fantasy 16, Demon Souls. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. And this Resident Evil game, if it's, if it's exclusive. Yeah. I mean, that, I get it. That's you guys have convinced me. That's all it took. Yeah, um, totally. Uh, I, I, I'm pretty inclined to agree. Like it, it really did sort of showcase. It was a good showcase reminder that like as exciting as the new Xbox stuff is, that's all just like box art on a website. That's like, wouldn't it be cool if Fable? Right. Um, but this was like material games that kind of reminded me of like, this mm-hmm. is what the PlayStation does and why I'm excited about it. Like, yeah, just seeing all those clips look, they looked great. They 
were compelling. They were fun. And they made it be like, oh, duh, this would be a fun thing to own. Like, yeah, like last week I was doing mm -hmm. it didn't require any leaps of faith at this point. Right. Like last week I was doing a lot of like math to like make the Xbox mm -hmm. sound good to myself. And it still does in terms of that math. But this time it still wasn't like I had to like calculate it out. It was just like, oh, if I get this system, I'll have all these games that look fun. Mm -hmm. which is yeah. like enough for me yeah and it really gave really on, on the like before because I, I really just want to talk about the games at this point because we've been talking so much about the meta but i guess the last thing i'll say about the uh, the comparisons between the xbox and playstation is like yeah like you like the xbox still requires a certain level of faith and like trust that there w will be good stuff and the playstation 5 is just telling you that it is a fact that there will be stuff good stuff that you want to play. And I think those are like the two big, yeah. like big, big ideas around them at this point. Um, but now let's talk about the thing that was scrolling through the entire hour long event, which was the comment price, price, price. Except for the first two minutes, <laughs> the comment was no audio. Where's sound? Sound, please. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the three ninety nine. So the, the final pricing was what? Three ninety nine for the digital only and five ninety nine for the four ninety nine for the disc. Yeah. And yeah. So the disk drive one, because apparently a disk drive costs a hundred dollars. <laughs> that can't be right. Well, yeah. I imagine it's because they can run at a higher set of specs off the disk than it can off the digital. And Wait, so you think the specs are going to be different? I think I can't because you're right. Like there's no as well. I like owning discs for games and like there's no way I'm going to spend a hundred dollars for the right to own the disc. <laughs> You know, well, that's, so there well, has that's to my be point some is though, because Xbox has made it clear that there are performance differences. And that's something that Sony has never said. And literally it just is like, oh, yeah, the five hundred dollar one just looks like it has like a tumor on the side yeah, just, and just, like <laughs> just looks like it has a mesothelioma. It looks, um, it looks awful. The disc one looks awful. Yeah, it looks I'm, really ugly. I guess like, I was, I'm assuming over here. But I assume there's got to be some kind of performance difference because like. If there's not, then like you're saying, it's like it's an uglier machine that has one additional function that isn't that important. And like, it's crazy. That would be insane. That wouldn't make any. There has to be, be like. Be, because that would actually then make me like if there is a performance difference, I want the most powerful PlayStation 5. So that would force me to buy this ugly one. And so now I'm in a shitty position where it's like, man, like if I have to buy the, the ugly PS five, like it's just going to be way less cathartic than getting the cute $300 Xbox. Uh, it, I don't know. I, I, in some ways it's just an ugly machine. Yeah. I don't mind the design of the digital one. Like I hate, I, okay. When I say I don't mind it, that's not totally true. I fucking hate the like sleekification of digital aesthetics in the past like decade. Like I think it sucks. Um, mm -hmm. But as far as that kind of stuff goes, I think that this is like better than average on the digital one. Yeah. The disc one, way below average. It looks awful. <laughs> it's terrible. It's a, it's garbage. But the digital one at least like looks pretty good to me. It's like a it's like a, it's like if they built like a car, but they like forgot they have to have like a part for the engine. Yeah. Like they have to have space for the engine. And then they did that part afterwards, like post des design. Uh, yeah. It looks ugly as shit, but you know, at the end of the day, I, the, the look of the thing can only take you so far. The games are the real engine, but you know, the, the prices, I think they had to keep the prices here. Um, but, but yeah, there's still a lot of mystery. Like the performance thing is a mystery that I will be diving in and hopefully we'll have more information to report back. But, 
let's get to the actual exciting stuff. There were some very interesting games. Uh, we mentioned Demon Souls. Let's start there. Yeah, I mean, it looked... It was such a fun gameplay trailer. Like you said, we were watching it. Like it was one of the best gameplay trailers I've ever seen. Cause it just looked like it was great. Cause it was someone just like being good at the game. Or if you listen to the chat, someone playing it on easy, but like who gives a shit? Um, <laughs> it was someone being good at the game and like doing the game stuff. And then they run to the boss and get fucking murked, which was like a perfect encapsulation. Perfect ending. Of, yeah. It's like exactly what those games are. Um, mm-hmm. And it like, it looked awesome. Like it was so smooth and so fast. The mm-hmm. combat looks like challenging and cool. The monsters looked nice. The boss was kind of generic, but that's just what's going to happen because like all aesthetics have been flattened by the suffering of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, is the virus. Yeah, I mean, the virus just, did it. The virus and an assortment of brain worms have just made it so everything looks the same <laughs> now. And that's just the way life is. Um, <laughs> but like it, aside from that, like I thought everything was uh, was very cool. Yeah, I said I said this on stream um, already, but like just uh, just like I, yeah, it does look like it has strayed a little bit, maybe in some ways too far from the original. But I've never played Demon Souls before, and I love the franchise so much that just the uh, just the idea that I get a new map to explore from the brains of of that franchise is is fucking exciting as shit. Yeah, um, and then couple that with the fact that it does look wet as hell in like a, in a good way. Yeah. But, but it does look very wet graphic-y. Um, I mean, it's and, a, and it really seems like they, sh- they've kind of really updated like the combat or at least yeah. made it slightly faster and like added animation. So it seems to me like there, it's like, this is going to be a slightly new game. Oh, like you said, it's like a ground up. It's like, it looks like a ground up remake. Yeah. Um, which is dope. And like the fact that okay, it, I think it's a testament to the quality of so many things about this trailer that I still think the game looks cool because a big appeal of these kind of games to me is like the boss design and like the look mm-hmm. of those kind of things. And the fact that I wasn't impressed with the boss design, but I still was impressed with the trailer kind of just speaks like how good the trailer was about basically every sort of like major component of the game. Yeah, I mean, like for me, like you compared the two different monsters from the original game, the first boss from the original game and from the new game. And the only difference I really noticed was that it was like a lot more shadows and like light design in the new one. Yeah, there was a lot more. The eye, I thought the eyes looked really different and better in the original where they're like big and bulgy and bright. Mm-hmm. And I thought like the skin, like this, the implied texture of the skin and like tone of it was cooler in the old one where it's like a little bit more mm-hmm. like elephanty and a little bit less like saggy fat guy. Um, True. Yeah. But. That said, like, it's still like it did a good job of doing like three eyed, saggy, fat guy, big mouth monster. Like, it looks it looks like what it's trying to look like. It's just not quite as like different than other stuff as as the originals were. But like, that's that's not devastating. Yeah. Um, Um, But uh, overall, I think we're both going to play it. So, again, it's like this is a game that like while you may have a reservation or two, it's a lot different than the Xbox because it's like you see this game it exists it's gonna come out and you want to play it right like already is just pushing them forward so much more ahead i got to have the experience (laughs) of watching it and being like oh i could imagine sitting in my room playing this on the tv and like having a nice time like i got to have that like brain image process happen in a way Mm -hmm. that the the xbox has yet to give me in any meaningful way and weirdly like it looked more next gen than like the Spider-Man game. 
in a way like it because in same like in, in in to me like this they led with the spider-man game because it's something that everyone is excited for or the, or the general public is i'm i'm so so on it um but like the the Miles Morales game didn't seem that much fundamentally different from Spider-Man, which we played on PS4 two years ago. Like it didn't seem like that big of a leap, really. So it really it really just felt like an expanded like PS4 port. Whereas like looking at this Demon Souls game, it's like this is a ground up new wet ass WAP of a PS5 game. Yeah, uh, totally. I mean, we were talking about this on the stream, but like it's. The thing that I was that I thought looked good in the Spider-Man thing was that background models seemed more defined and their movement was cleaner, <laughs> right? Um, and in Demon Souls, it was like, oh, everything looks good. Yeah, right. Yeah, like yeah, it wasn't exactly. like one specific like technical upgrade. It was like the whole across mm-hmm. the board gestalt of the deal seemed to be improved. Um, right. Yeah. And, and like um, that's the cool shit for sure. But, you know, Spider-Man's also coming out again for PS4. So it's kind of like one of those games that like is going to exist in the in-between zone, like yeah. not really taking the PS5 to new heights because it has to satiate both worlds. Um, and it's not like there may be some new combat moves, but I think fundamentally the game is going to be very similar. Um, so, yeah, there are some like cutscene parts where you spam r1 but it, just, it was just okay we've seen most of it before yeah um, I mean, it, lo- it looked like it i mean the conversation we had about it was like telling like it looks like if you wanted to play a spider-man game this will be a totally fun cool spider-man game that you get to have mm-hmm. but there's nothing about it that makes someone who doesn't just want to be spider-man go oh i want to do that like there's nothing that like transcends spider-man-ness of it for sure yeah uh but you know speaking of uh trans sending uh hogwarts game is is out (laughs) 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 um damn uh you know it's been quite another week for jk rowling with her new book and now she's got a new video game and we are going to support both uh equally uh you know, did you have you pre-ordered either yet? Well, I'm not going to read the book. Um, <laughs> you kidding me? I don't. What the fuck? What the fuck is her her author name? Uh, like, was it's, it's like Cormorant Strike is like the series. It's like Robert Graves something. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's something like that. And it's like this is just so cringe. Like on every level. Uh, <laughs> this is so yeah. crazy. Oh, uh, J.K. Rowling other name. This will tell me. Um, it's like if someone was anti-semitic but also wore a hamaka like a, a, like yamaka, a yeah a yamaka robert, Gal- so I, said, robert- I, said, I said hamaka yeah we don't eat ham actually <laughs> robert galbraith is her is her uh her nom de plume <laughs> sir robert galbraith it's like it's oh, it's fucking it's nuts the the thing about it is just like she didn't have to write this book like mm-hmm. she could just walk away. Like she just doesn't have to do anything. And all <laughs> she could walk away. <laughs> like she could just not do anything and she's fine. And like she could just mm-hmm. like do she could fucking shit out a bunch more nonsense Harry Potter lore that just makes the story worse and everyone still just give her a billion dollars. But like instead yeah. she like insists on writing detective novels about dudes who dress up as ladies and murder people, and it's like Joe, what are you doing? Yeah, she could have just tweeted out, you know, when I was writing in McGonagall's voice, it was in a patois. 
You know, Oof. like she could have done something like that. Yeah. Like who knows? She, she could have done a million. I mean, we don't like those things either, but I, I think what is unfortunate and honestly actually gets me really pissed off now is the fact that like she's actively causing harm to like one of the most vulnerable communities and like thousands of people, you know, are going to, you know, potentially be in, in you know, maybe not in direct danger, but in, in definitely like it does not help them. It does not no, help their safety I, no, at well, all. It's, when when a fucking be- New York Times bestselling universally acclaimed author writes a novel that propag- like a notably mm-hmm. transphobic one writes a novel that propagates an, a pervasive transphobic myth. That's the basis of trans like, anti trans violence. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not fucking cool. <laughs> it's yeah. like extremely bad. It's. I fucking hate it. But what I don't fucking hate is this Harry Potter fucking game. This shit looks good to me. It looks good to you? I mean, like I said, like I think that RPGs that are grounded in like teens coming of age and like learning their own self and powers as like an RPG framework tends to work really well as like a, a, a story that you can get into and like get involved in. Um because it makes the character arcs and like leveling capacities make a little bit more sense in terms of the narrative. Um, and I think the game, it looks like it's going to be one of those. And like, that seems cool. The graphics look fine. Um, it's a single player though, right? It's kind of yeah. rare to have a game like this anymore. Yeah. Well, that's part of the allure too, right? Like it, it sort of in the best case scenario for me, it like scratches the trails of cold steel, fucking fire emblem, three houses type itch of like, being in some weird adventure school and having a bunch of weird adventures with your weird school friends. Now I'm confused though, because the game said in the late 1800s. So it's like, we were going to play in like an olden time version of Hogwarts. And then it showed Harry Potter. I think the premise of the game is that what I got from the marketing, which who fucking knows is that somehow your actions, whether you travel through time, um, uh, not, not like a time yeah. traveler, but like the game spans like a substantial amount of time in such a way that your actions like trickle down over time and cause like changes in the world that like eventually lead up to Harry Potter. Um, I, I don't um, like that. I, I want just an I wanted a, a journey that's separate from from all that shit. Well, I think it will. Be. I think that I'm, I'm I'm assuming. And again, like the trailer didn't give us a lot to work on as far as what the actual game is going to be. It was like a lot of cool looking cutscenes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm assuming the idea is that like you play through a bunch of stuff and it leads up to like the, like the end of the end result of all of your legacy shit is Harry Potter happening yeah. or whatever, but they're not like really co- like, they're not really related except for the fact that like, it's obligatory that a Hogwarts set game has to like have Harry Potter in it to some degree. Yeah. I don't know. Like I mentioned before that I used to play all the old 3D computer games for Harry Potter and I played um, the Game Boy Advance games. And I remember liking all those, even though they were janky. Um, But I just aside from all the horrible J.K. Rowling shit, like Harry Potter has just worn tired on me in a million different other ways. I mean, like the way that like everyone decided for like the last five years, like every lib wanted to just like use Harry Potter to explain politics or like to explain their identity. Like all that shit is just like been so tiresome. Dude. So it's just really hard for me to get like excited at all about this concept. It's exhausting um, because I think that there are, as much as I make fun of the books for being like Jesus stories with magic on top. Like, I think the books are actually like pretty good at being books. Like there's like good literary work happening in those books. 
Um, but it's like it doesn't even matter if I think they're good or not anymore because like as a cultural object, it's become so profoundly stupid and bad in all the and ways I'm, that you're and describing. I'm like, well, listen, like I think Rick and Morty has good episodes, even though I can I can I can hate the fans at the same time. And like the fans don't like dictate my experience of the thing. But it's just so inextricably like twined now, like in a, in a different way where it's like, yeah, like I just I don't feel the need to like revisit that stuff anymore. And I, I was thinking a lot about this. Cause I see this tweet happen a lot where people are like damn like you know the harry like the harry potter books told me it was okay to be weird and i was like i never got that impression from the harry potter that's not the lesson like i yeah like there was like oh it told me it's like okay to be an outsider and i was like i never ever got that from harry potter like to me harry potter was always a like a like a power fantasy that you could be like one of the chosen ones to like to like live amongst like these like elite special people while like all the muggles just sit in the filth and mud and never get to see magic. Don't even know it exists even because they get like men in black to like to yeah. like not like tell the magic is real. Uh, and so like and, and then of course and then in particular Harry Potter was not just an not an outsider but like basically had like royal blood was rich as shit like richer than most of the already elite like people so like he had all this like structural support um right i mean underneath him so i was like no like everyone wishes they could be a wizard that's not like an outcast journey yeah ultimately harry potter is the story of a fucking trust fund jock who goes to school marries the hottest girl in high school and becomes a cop like that's Mm -hmm ultimately yeah. the story of harry potter um which is like fine like that's a story that you're allowed to tell or whatever but like it's not people who act as though it's like some narrative that like taught them how to be an outsider is like that's crazy that's just wrong like like just be, like because he was in the in, in because he was like under the stairs in the closet for like five minutes of a movie and like in a couple pages of the book like the rest of it is pretty sick like yeah well, it's like <laughs> the rest of it's pretty awesome yeah it's it's like it's not the story's not the message isn't that like it's okay to be an outcast. It's that because then e- it would center on a muggle. Yeah, even it's like that even if you're an outcast, you still might have the potential to be something great, actually, in secret. Um, which is fine, but it's not. It, but the story is that it's not that he learns how to be an outcast well; it's that he stops being an outcast. Right. Right. Like yeah. it's it's not. This mm-hmm. isn't a Harry Potter podcast, but it is. The, the story is frustrating, but I anyway, so that's, that's why I feel when I see all these tweets are like, damn, yo, like I thought Harry Potter was about being weird. And it's like, no, it's about being popular and rich. Yeah. <laughs> and having a poor uh, best friend and never giving them any money. <laughs> um, that, well, I, I think he actually was slightly generous to the Weasleys at one point. But I, I, I don't care to remember through, at this throughout point. The ser- there are times where he is, but throughout the series, they're like, if only we could afford these gourds. And he's like, well, I got to go buy a 10,000 gold piece broom. Goodbye. And they're like, oh, I guess no gourds for Christmas. Like that happens so often. In the and it's so and weird. Honestly, the only thing Harry Potter taught me was, hey, it's cool to bang your friends, sisters. Yep. That's the big the big lesson. That's the big takeaway. And I hope that JK doesn't do anything to shake that core belief. Um, so uh, that was the Harry Potter game. Lux is slightly excited about it. I am pretty ambivalent. Probably won't buy it unless uh, unless there is a like a sister dating mod. Oh, um, we um we did it again. We skipped Final Fantasy 16. Should we get to that? 
Yeah, you bring you brought it up. That's what I was just about to hit uh, the game that I guess I was too busy looking at my Twitter feed to realize that they were showing Final Fantasy 16. Um, just a cinematic, right? And pretty vague on there anything some, other than there was some gameplay stuff, right? That was like the story of Joshua thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked cool. I mean, it looked like a fucking Final Fantasy game. It looked like a it looked what's exciting about it to me is that Final Fantasy likes to play mostly in like one of three kind of fantasy spaces, which is like sort of like post-industrial sci-fi that has magic mm-hmm. for some reason, like 1800s Germany type zone that has magic for some reason and, and weird Steve monkey technology. And mm-hmm. then sort of like Miyazaki Nasuka type, like fantastical technology zone. Um, for sure. And this is very much in that, in that second category um, right. where, 15, I think, was kind of in the third category where there's like lots of cool technology, but it wasn't like grounded in like technology is everything. There was like lots of magic, too, and magic makes the world work. And Final Fantasy 7 is very much the first thing where it's like where this does like post-industrial, like super tech future, yeah. but there's magic everywhere. This one was very like swords and sorcery and castles and knights in armor. But like, yeah. but all they all have anime hair. And like mm-hmm. huge swords. Yeah, they don't have showers, but they do have gel. So yeah. <laughs> something is going on there. But yeah, I, I that's <laughs> and I think it's I'm excited about it if for many reasons, but notably that like it's cool to watch them take these aesthetics and these sort of styles and genres that like they kind of invented that have meant a lot to me, like as a kid growing up playing the In older more of the 2D games. Yeah, exactly. Especially. The 2D games, then watch them become super fleshed out mega graphics 3D versions. And I think that's the right way to go for the franchise. Like the more I see them fighting like on like giant Zeppelins against metal dragons, there is something samey about that at this point. Like, let me take it back to some more basics here yeah, like, in, a, in like a new look. Yeah. Give me that like final. What is it like Final Fantasy? Like nine, I think, is very much in this zone. Yeah, uh, for sure. And and hey, you know, speaking of which, there was an important article recently about how Final Fantasy Advent Children is actually really good. I saw that and I thought of you immediately. I saw that and I was like, wow, Griffin truly vindicated after all these years. <laughs> Fi- finally, he's gotten the reward. He's craved. I'm telling you, there's a Davis prediction system at work here. That's what I've coined it now. Um. Anyways, so that that's a game that's like, okay, 2022, who cares, you know? Yeah, but that'll be, that'll come out. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it's, just, it's, <laughs> it's exciting. It's like, that's the thing with this versus the Xbox also is that there was a sense with this, that this is something they have planned out in like a major way over time. Mm. There's a sense that like, there are going to be waves and waves of cool shit coming in a way mm-hmm. that Xbox kind of felt like, is trust me dude trust me dude there's some stuff look man the fable box art it's wild look at the font trust me dude look at the font for the new obsidian game it's dope like it there wasn't the sense of of sort of things looming that this had which like was cool like Mm -hmm. with with final fantasy in particular but other stuff too was like oh we're not talking about launch titles but like these are still reasons to eventually want the system because once i get through the launch titles i know there's going to be other cool shit coming Right. Um, yeah. Which is a, which is good. Which is something that hey, was like assuring and in, a, speaking, in a good way. Speaking of cool shit, Bennington's in the chat. Hey, Ten Trick, what's going on? Um, Village Resident Evil. I. Uh, it looked so good that I was just like, okay, if that came out on launch day, I would buy it. Yeah, I'd buy PS Five. 
Like yeah, I'm not. I didn't think I'd feel that way about the game, but like when those guys jumped off the roof and like landed in front of you, and like yeah. just like the art design of it, it was very, it was very next gen, but with like a very different art design. It's like almost like every other game is just trying to get wetter, and like Resident Evil had more of like a dry, crisp mitt. Like it was crisp. Yeah. Like it wasn't so. It wasn't plunged in sauce. Yeah. Like no, it, it was not lost in sauce. <laughs> well, that's the thing, man. Like I think you're totally 100 percent right. Is one frustration I have with modern game stuff is that, like it all, there's such a similar aesthetic across so many things, and it's like better graphics should mean that we have many, many different ways of making things look cool because we have all this technology to create all kinds of different looks that can all look dope. Instead of everything looking kind of the same. And so one thing about Resident Evil that was so refreshing is that it was totally fucking flexing that like, look, we can really make the creepy, dry Resident Evil style super next gen HD and it will look awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're totally right. Like that fucking popped me huge because it was just like, oh, like they're going to do cool stuff with this. Yeah. It was another one of those moments where I was like, oh, shit. Like, no. Yeah. This is the console. <laughs> like, I was like, OK, yeah, this makes sense. Um, yeah. Totally. Total selling point. But again, man, I hate I hate all this weird mystery. Like the performance. Is there performance differences in the Playstations? What are the dates for all these games? Like it's just it's like I don't have any consumer security with that or shit right now. It's like, how do you even get excited for November if you don't like I guess, you know, Miles Morales will be able to be played on day one. But like, fuck, man, I guess I'm just not a Spider-Man fanboy anymore. Yeah, I feel like in past years and I mean, so much stuff comes back to fucking COVID. But like in past years, whatever we'd be seeing at this kind of thing is the would be the product of years of work scheduled meticulously to come out at specific times to do specific things to show specific whatever. And because COVID's fucked the production line of stuff up the sort of roadmap of console progression that they like to put out is like all fucking like railed and screwed. Like it's all messed up now because it used to be like, they'd be like, here's three launch titles. And next year there will also be some of these. And in two years, just wait. Yeah, till they you were see never this. this sneaky about it. Right. They were never this like uh, evasive. Yeah. Well, I think part of it's evasiveness for reasons I can't quite put my finger on. And part of it's just like, they don't know. Like, <laughs> And also it's like, yeah, they, they don't know for sure. Like literally it changes week by week and the future is a mist. Like who knows? Like there may not be any more boats in a couple months. I don't know. Anything yeah, could if happen. If people keep fucking <laughs> doing these parades, we're going to be out of boats soon. <laughs> then how will Will Graham get to Italy? Spoilers, spoilers for season two of Hannibal. Season three of Hannibal. That <laughs> Dude, was so, come on. Sorry. Um, Anyways. Yeah. Like uh, there's, there's all that sort of uncertainty about it. Absolutely. But just the idea that like, it is September 16th right now. Uh, and like this thing is available in like less than 60 days and I can't pre-order it yet or even know when I can. It, it's just uh, it's it's hard to get excited at the same time because you just don't know. Yeah, it's it's this. They both I go back and forth with both systems, even in the like in the 30 minutes since we watched the fucking thing. Um is like this sense of that. The fact that I don't know makes me go, Oh, I'm not sure. What do I want to do? And then the other half of the time makes me go, man, there's so much stuff I don't even know about yet. That is like exciting Mm -hmm. and enticing and like alluring about the whole thing. Like all the terra incognita of like what games could be on the list one day. Right. It's, it's easy to get excited about that in concept, but it's hard to get excited about that pervasively because it involves spending hundreds of dollars. (laughs) 
Yeah. Like it's hard to, to get stoked about doing the damn thing just because I have yeah. to spend a lot of money to do it. Um, but yeah, so there's a few other games. Devil Devil May Cry 5 is like a PS5 updated version, whatever. There's that Deathloop game, which is just like, eh, it's going to come out sometime in the next year. And nothing to hold your breath about, in my opinion. It looked fun. Um, they, it looked fine. Yeah. Um, PlayStation Plus uh, Collection is apparently Sony's answer to Game Pass. Um, but it couldn't be farther from the truth because... Xbox Game Pass is offering you the brand new games that come out and PlayStation Plus Collection is offering you old PS4 games that if you are a gamer who has been alive and interested in games for the last couple of years, you've played all these games already. Yeah, it's like there's no value to it, really. It's a weird offer. I feel like it's not a counter offer. It just seems very like A to Q. Like I wonder if that'll change over time what that's for or what that's doing. But what mm-hmm. they presented was really like bizarre just in the sense of like if you're the kind of person who's fucking watching the PlayStation 5 live stream for data and are thinking about being a day one fucking $500 PS5 buyer like you've played yeah, God of War. Yeah, you fucking you did. Like, you did Bloodborne. Like it's you don't have yeah. to fucking I mean, that's for sure. It was surreal that way cuz it just didn't really like, it's the idea that these games are like you you wouldn't be able to take your PS4 disc and put it into the PS5. And that's why they have to do this. Like, is this actually just their like not like they claim it's their game pass, but it's actually just their very limited backwards compatibility. I think there's a non zero chance that it really is them trying to frame limited backwards compatibility as like cool Netflix thing. But I think that might be what it is. Yeah, it might or it might end up being cool Netflix thing because it is worth noting that like. PlayStation does like PlayStation plus thing does give you cool free games pretty regularly. Um, mm-hmm. And so it is possible that this becomes kind of like an upped version of that or just is just that some more, which mm-hmm. is fine. But it, it is. Yeah. It's just a weird fucking way to sell it to me. Like, it's just mm-hmm. a weird fucking way to be like, ah, uh, you 200,000 gaming obsessives who are watching our live stream. Did you know that you could play all of the most famous games from the system you already own later? Yeah. And it's like, why do I need to? What do yeah, I want it's from just, that? It's bizarre. Just, just, just roll an ad or something. Don't waste our time. Um, just fucking but, uh, show some actual God of War footage in that spot. Well, which actually I was just going to bring up in a second. Um, yeah, the fucking they, they 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 release the thing. They stick the landing on the price. I think in a lot of ways they end they ended with the price, obviously, and the release date, which is November 12th, I believe. Yes. Um, and so they're going to make it for the holiday season. I think there's going to be massive shortages. I think it is going to be hard to get your hands on one of these things. Yeah, maybe Walter, um, maybe Walter enter the official tournament lottery Hunger Games uh, to pre-order. Yeah. I've been eating Sony chocolate bars, hoping to get a golden <laughs> ticket. Yo, they're made out of disc. Oh, um, since we don't use so, those anymore. So they, they 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 end with that. They're like, oh, okay, four hundred and five hundred. Okay, they whether whether they were always going to do those prices or whether Xbox prices competitive prices forced them to last minute change it doesn't matter. Those are the prices, and everyone's happy. They could have ended it there, but they're like, oh wait, one more thing, and you hear the God of War music, and you get so hype, and they just throw some fucking text on the screen and fade out. And I'm sorry, we said this in the podcast before, but anyone who thinks that that is allowed should be jailed just immediately jailed yeah it's it was especially kind of galling because like 
there's a world where it's just the classic God of War logo and like a date or something. And then we just move off and that's it. And like in that mm-hmm. way, it's sort of like that sucks. But like, OK, I get it. You're just telling us it's going to be God of War. We already knew that, but whatever. Getting was good. This was like a really detailed, like drawing out of the logo and then like yes. adding Norse runes to it and like animating yes. wind and snow. And it was just like, why are we piling all this bullshit on? What is just you going, you know, the game you all knew that was going to be on this system. It's going to be on the system. Like, it's- And we already knew it was coming out next year. It's just like, uh, I just wish that it, I wish they would have just left it alone. It didn't give us anything but anger. Yeah. Like the way the place to put that would have been they did the price. And then they do the like montage of like recap montage thing. Yeah. And that exactly. ends with like a shortened, simplified version of the of the God of War logo. Fucking Sony hire me. Like, what are we yeah. doing here? What? Why are we're we're Let, we're, 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 to, we're talking to at tops 300 people right now. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. Like, Let's, let me and Griffin curate your stream. Well, let me give give us jobs and we'll go into the office and we're going to beat up all your employees. You know, we could like mm-hmm. Griffin's <laughs> tall and I lived. So like in between those two things, like there's no way. But, I think we could make quite a team. Um, yeah. Oh, wait. Did we skip Call of Duty? I was going to bring us back to that. That that was going to be I thought that want, you, we, you wanted to say that. We're towards all the end. out of order. So, yeah, let's end with dessert. I mean, listen, we've talked about all of the nasty <laughs> politics. Uh, but again, like I've said with Hamilton, you know, it doesn't matter how bad your politics are. if There's about four or five good songs and maybe there'll be four or five good levels in this game because the level that they showed us was absolutely batshit. Yeah, I so. What I don't like about the Call of Duty games is this is a, a weird way to start this, but it's true is like I do not like the like the attempt to feel realistic or the attempt to like put you into history or whatever. I think that that sucks. Also, the politics are dumb. What I do like is shit explodes. And sometimes those games are psycho crazy. And this trailer fully was leaning into the psycho crazy thing. Um there's you fucking there's a, you, a mini car that's a bomb someone fucking ramps a car off the wing of a plane but then it gets shot and explodes it's basically the it, it's pretty normal call of duty fair like shooting from a car and then all of a sudden they put out the tiny car and when the tiny car comes out yeah they turn the dial to like 12 yeah all the cannons go <laughs> boom it's like like <laughs> it's wild because then everything else gets crazy too like, I was just laughing. I was just laughing like the whole time in the way that I watched like Transformers three or yeah, something. Totally. Well, it felt like that because it was like totally like pieces was, of plane are flying around crashing. Into it was Bayham. It, it was total Bayham. Total Bayham. Um, mm-hmm. There was good and bad Bayham in, in this presentation, to be totally honest. Yes. Because um, the way absolutely. they shot the PS5 was very much the way Michael Bay shoots a building. and He wants to get across that. He thinks it's good to have sex with a building. Um, yeah, the yeah the PS five is a, is gonna do a like a, a long uh, article in Vanity Fair later about how weird they felt on that shoot. Yeah, totally about how, <laughs> about how Michael Bay would yell at them until he PS5 got PS five needs to pull an Emma Rajowski or whatever yeah, Emily Rajowski. What's her name? Emma Rajowski. Radikowski. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know because I'm not a simp. Fair enough. Um, but man, oh man, I like Call of Duty. I. That's the most I've been interested in playing a Call of Duty game in years, I think, just because it like yeah. leaned into like the wacky parts of it, which is all mm-hmm. I ever want from that shit is like the really silly. 
Yeah, I, Leonardo DiCaprio uh, from uh, Django Unchained meme. Uh, what what was it? Uh, you had my you had my uh, interest. Now you have my attention. Exactly. Yeah. So that, that's exactly how I felt because of course because of course we were gonna stream it no matter what uh, to to learn about history and to know right. hashtag know your history. Um, but now this added sugar like this is just the sprinkles on top that it's also a, a Bayhem production. Um, and that there's tiny cars that blow up planes. I mean, this is great. It hard. It's it's it sucks because in a lot of ways, a lot of my consumer purchases in gaming are helping villains. I mean, I love World of Warcraft, and I'm giving money to Blizzard, and they're really shitty. I'm giving. I feel like I'm in. I'm just endorsing a lot of villains with my purchases and is there any way for me to morally feel okay about playing call of duty griffin i'm going to introduce you to a sentence that you should just internalize about this forever uh no ethical consumption under capitalism it doesn't there is no good option okay Uh, so is that my get out of jail free card yeah i mean look it's good you know there are little small things you can do about things that are helpful but at the end of the day like the choice of billion dollar companies would actually matter as far as like sustaining the, the world. So like, right. Or the idea that like, when someone says, why don't you pay more in taxes? Well, it's like, well, me just doing it by myself wouldn't change the system. Yeah, I would just be poor. There would have to be more things for taxes to get spent on. <laughs> um, yeah, totally. Or like, you know, people are like, uh, why don't you use a metal straw? And it's like, tell that to Exxon, dude. Like I don't, my plastic straw use is not what's making California catch on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, try, we tried our hardest. The plastic would not light. Yeah, like we, you know, it's it melts. It just melts. That's the problem. It just it, melts. It smells bad. It just it melts. melts. And someone calls the cops because it smells bad, and then you run. Yeah, and then that's when your parents yell at you. Classic youth experience we've all had. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah. It's the game just looked. It looked fun. I mean, that that honestly, that's the biggest fucking takeaway of this for me in a lot of ways. Is that just. They showed a bunch of gameplay footage and games that looked like they'd be fun to play. Oh, um, yeah. Like it looked just like, the basics. It just made it seem like, oh, if I get a PS5, I'll get to sit down, smoke weed and play games that are fun, which they're is selling you on an experience that you're familiar with just yeah. on a higher on a higher resolution density. Whereas Xbox is selling you on a new future, like literally a new path uh, without the without the reassurances of oh some of this will be what you're used to so yeah i mean in a lot of ways like playstation as we said from the beginning is it, they're playing and winning the console war in the way that it's always been fought and xbox is like over there like trying to like create some like weird new like satellite nuke program or something right. and like we're, we're on the ground just just you know winning the ground wars yeah, to, to sportsify it like they have like home field advantage basically like like yeah. Sony is the company that's doing the best with consoles. They have the console that everyone loves the most that everyone wants to enjoy. So all they have to do is be like, guess what we're doing? More of the shit you already love. Uh, yeah. Whereas Xbox has to be like, we're doing something that you're going to like more than the shit you already love. Um, mm-hmm. And all while well, the same time being like, and we know where the people who made the thing you didn't love before, but we're telling yeah. you this time it's going to be different and better. So also right. we had to do was come out and be like, Hey, we've got a bunch of cool games. Don't you want to play them? And it's like, yes, I do. Um, yeah. Mission, mission accomplished. Actually, you I for- did it. I forgot. That's why we're all here. <laughs> yeah. Like, actually, though, like, it's like we, we spend a lot of time, especially us, like being people who talk about like video games as like a culture and stuff like that. 
Um, and like with our friends who also do the same stuff and are into streaming and whatnot, we spend so much time talking about like the stuff surrounding games. And sometimes it's easy to forget that like what we're buying is fucking games and like what all this shit is, is sure. just playing games. And so like for Sony to come out and just be like, we got the best games. We got the best yeah. games. They're going to be fun games. You got the best games. Like as soon as they mm-hmm. say that, it's like, oh, right. That's the point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in Xbox, this could be us, but you play in. Yeah. And like maybe maybe those eight Xbox games that, whose titles I read last episode are going to be fucking bangers and it'll be totally worth it to spend 300 on the Xbox to play fable and like Scarlet code or whatever they're called. Yeah. Um, but like <laughs> not a, not a great cha- track record with the, like the generic band names of video games. Like that to- they do every start of their season. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like what is it? Rise son of Rome or some yeah, shit something like that. Like Nexus surge. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> the, the, those games don't have a hot track record for sure. But yeah, I think that there's a, they there's like obviously a chance that they're all going to be dope and that would be so cool. And, and the Xbox series S is positioned in such a way that like, if they're dope enough, it's not gonna be that hard for someone to be like, Oh, I'm just going to grab this as well as whatever. But totally, totally. But PlayStation's just playing off the fact that like they're, they're Xerox or Kleenex or whatever here. Like when, mm-hmm. when, you know, I forget the word for it, but like when a certain company like, Basically, for a long time, grandparents referred to all video games as Nintendos. Um, I think we've entered a period in history where grandparents grandparents refer to all video games as PlayStations, right? Like, for sure. Yeah. And so they're just mm-hmm. leveraging that. Like, that's their whole deal. And, like, there's no reason for them not to. As long as they can keep making shit that's as good as it is, as it's been, there's no yeah. real reason for them to do anything but be like, look, we're, we are what console gaming is. Like, all mm-hmm. the consoles are either... Like consoles have two choices. They can either try to beat us at our game, which they won't, or they can try and invent some new approach, which is basically what everyone else has had to do. So Nintendo made the switch, which is like great because it's portable and you can play the same games. It looks good on both and it has a big screen. And it's fun to play, but it's like it, it's not going for big budget triple A shit for the most part. It's going for like fun Nintendo games and smaller games and games you can play mobily on the road or whatever. Whereas, and then Xbox is going for like Netflix of gaming or whatever, but PlayStation's like, that's because you can't just make a system and be like, we're the AAA system now because we did it. We are that. Yeah. Yeah. So ultimately, I like that every every sort of company is almost kind of trying to go their own way at this point and occupy a slightly different space. Yeah, uh, I think it's good. And we'll see. We'll see how that all plays out when uh, the nine hundred dollar NVIDIA graphics card comes out and blows them all out of the water. Right. Well, that's that's the other like secret part of this that we were talking about on the on the stream before is like you have the privilege of sort of watching the console wars from like a hot air balloon through your spyglass and just like Mm -hmm. monitoring the movements of armies while you smoke your pipe or whatever. Like I'm sort of like the billionaires in rat race. I'm watching you guys all on TVs. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) In a big room with couches. (laughs) Look at these idiots because most of the good games for both these systems will be on PC and most of them will be better on PC. Um, And so for you, it's sort of like, can they cross like a threshold of value add that is such that, I want something in addition to a PC. Whereas if you're me and continue to not have room for a like personal computer anywhere, um, then you have to be like, Oh, what's the, like, what's the thing that it's going to be my main gaming thing for the next little while. 
Yeah. Um, well, I think uh, in summation that uh, that was a fun that was a fun event. Yeah. Um, uh, we we have a lot to think about. We're definitely uh, nothing has really changed. We we were planning on getting the PS5, and now we definitely are getting it. Um, and uh, yeah. Oh, as someone in chat uh, very rightly says, yeah. Just the only thing that you really need to think about in this moment is you can give your money to Xbox. You can give it to PlayStation. Just don't give it to J.K. Rowling. So true. Uh, so true. So true. Do you want to talk about games we're playing right now at all? No, no, no we're going to, we're going to sign off there. Okay. Well, we, then then it's time to leave. Um, just make sure to check out Haley on uh, YouTube and Instagram, add every sound or on the Emory Static podcast. Uh, and I think that's it. I mean, go check out Wisecrack. Jared is leaving. So that's sad. Yeah, uh, friend of the pod, Jared from Wisecrack is, uh, his reign has finally ended. Yeah. Um, for, I wish him the best, you know, it's a happy day for Jared or uh, maybe bittersweet, but it's fully sad for me because it means that I will never be allowed back in Wisecrack. I've already changed the locks. I might, we might be able to make some stuff happen. Um, <laughs> but either, either way. Yeah. So go check out Jared's goodbye video and stuff. If you care about that kind of thing. Um, but mostly go check out Haley's stuff. And I think that's it. I got nothing else. Anything you want to plug? Right. Or are we done here? See you next week. Yeah, see you next week.